Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Paisley Gilmore. And I'm Laura Capon. This week we'll be joined by Portia Brown, a sex coach who knows everything there is to know about orgasms. And I just wiped my sweaty forehead as I finished that. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> orgasmic. <laughs> Did I tell you that I'm not wearing any pants or a bra? Um, yes, but now, you know, thousands of people also know, so good it's for them. It's so hot. But when they listen, I hopefully will be wearing my underwear. Hopefully, Laura. What have you been doing without underwear on today? <laughs> share with share with Let's, people what you've been doing. Don't make it sound so bad. I've been listening to audio porn because you made me <laughs> such a hard job, isn't it? <laughs> Poor you. <laughs> Tell us so, about the audio porn you've been listening to. So I've heard you talk about audio porn before, and then is it Demi or Demi? I think it's Demi. Demi, Demi Moore. <laughs> Um, has a new podcast called Dirty Diana and it is um, in the audio porn genre would you say? Uh, apparently yeah. So I listened to two episodes I only needed to listen to one but um, I clearly I, I always like to over deliver. <laughs> <laughs> You're an overachiever. Um, it's, it's a bit weird. Um, right. So I, I had obviously had no idea what it was. It's basically like watching a TV series, but you're listening to it. Um, so like Sexy Archers. And <laughs> so basically, um, Demi, I don't know exactly what she is, but at the beginning, I think she's some kind of sex therapist coach. Don't really know. But at the beginning, um, a woman tells that her their sexual fantasy so that's like the sexy bit like in the one i just listened to her fantasy was of i mean her husband but younger so basically i think she was implying that her husband is no longer hot she was like oh yeah. it's my husband but he's got hair which i thought was incredibly mean um, <laughs> it's just a fantasy yeah so then she's talking about him like um doing out the bum um but obviously it's much more like and then he enters me um Ooh. yeah it, it gets quite that but then it just goes into like um their day-to-day life so it's 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 weird and then it's like mm. basically Demi is in a sexless marriage so the rest of the time is her husband just trying to have sex with her and then at the end you get another like little sexy bit um I don't know what I mean I listened to two yeah. Um, the second fantasy was, I mean, I don't want to shade anyone's fantasies, but it was a woman that was having sex with her dead boyfriend in a coffin. And I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it was just all just, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I basically was expecting a bit like a Mills and Boone, but spoken. Yeah, because that's what audio porn usually is. It's kind of like the reading out of an erotic story. It's like if you were going to read um, like an erotic short story, but that would be read out to you in a sexy voice. So is 
to me is more like a drama. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> an like audio it's like, drama. Yeah, an audio drama with a bit of sexiness thrown in. And I mean, maybe it's because I was working <laughs> that I wasn't really in the <sighs> mood, but I, I didn't like. No. You know, if you like, you watch like a bit of a sexy film or you read a bit of a sexy passage in a book. You get a clip tingle. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, and you're like, oh, actually. Yeah, I felt nothing. Like, left to nothing. Like, if anything, yeah. when she was talking about having sex with her dead boyfriend in, in like, a fun house, I had to rewind <laughs> to make sure I'd heard it right. I was like, oh, okay. Because um, then she goes one. into it. Yeah, she's like, oh, and he's barely moving. It's like, because he's dead. Wow, this is all, um, this is too much. Do you know what, though? Audio porn, not, not, to shade Demi, but can be really, really good. And um, I would recommend, there's a sex blogger called Girl on the Net. And on her website, she um, has loads of free audio porn you can listen to. And that's really sexy. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe I'll continue my audio porn homework. I think you should, because they say audio porn is really great because it leaves you to kind of imagine situations yourself. Although you're being told what's happening, it's a lot more sexually arousing for a lot of women and people with vaginas because you're not just being bombarded with the images of pornography. You're kind of making up your own mind and therefore you're creating your own fantasy from it. So That is what I like to do. I don't like to watch porn. I like to use my um, imagination. Call me (laughs) old-fashioned. Well, (laughs) I have... Obviously, I've listened to a lot of audio porn. So if you're looking for some good free audio porn, just Google Cosmopolitan UK audio porn and I've rounded them all up for you. Oh, my ears are um, lubricated at the thought. Mm. <laughs> Should we meet Portia? <laughs> yes, let's. We're joined today by Portia Brown, or Froetic Sexology on Instagram, who is a sex coach and educator. She's an orgasm expert who hosts orgasm workshops and is here to answer all our questions and tell us how to enhance our own orgasms. Welcome, Portia. Hi, thank you so, so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be chatting about all of this with you today. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's our favorite. We love to yes. talk about orgasms. <laughs> yes, who doesn't? And why wouldn't we, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, could you tell us a bit to start um, about your job and what it involves? Of course. Yeah. So I am a sex educator for adults mainly. Um, a lot of times when I mention that I am a sex educator, people envision that I'm teaching a class full of teenagers. Uh, but a lot <laughs> of my work is centered around adult women and femmes in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. I specialize in conversations around consent as well as orgasm enhancement, which obviously I'm here to talk to you all about today. And I'm also a sex coach. So I help people sort of break down barriers and challenges that they're having in their sex lives and come up with strategies to overcome them. So that can be everything from communication strategies to meditation and breathing techniques so that people feel more present. And of course, helping people achieve better orgasms with their partners and by themselves. Wow. Yeah. I think you covered it there. Um, (laughs) So how did you kind of get to know so much about orgasms? Well, orgasms in particular, just for my own personal growth. um, I grew up not understanding a lot about sex um, and reading a lot about it and trying to make it make sense in my head as I was growing and developing as a a young person, as a teenager post-puberty. Um, And one thing that happened to me when I was probably 14 or 15 was that 
I had been masturbating like I had been doing for like years at that point and I experienced something. I didn't quite know what it was, um, but I experienced something. And from there, I was trying to figure out, was that an orgasm or was it something else? Um, so then I began to read a lot more and try to investigate what this what this thing was and how to make it happen um, more often. Uh, and then as I grew into adulthood, I found myself sort of doing the same thing and trying to overcome my own sexual hurdles with partners and by myself and uh, trying to find out techniques and positions and toys and all sorts of things to sort of make my orgasms better. So a lot of it has been through personal experience first. And then secondly, it's been through working with my clients and talking to them about the challenges that they face and helping them find things that work and what doesn't work and sort of trial and error. Wow. You've got a lot of experience. <laughs> a little realm. bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So why do people come to see you? What kind of reasons? And is it like individuals and couples or? Yeah, so I talk mostly to individuals, by and large, um, women and non-binary femme people. Um, I have a few, I've had a few clients that are couples, but by far my, my client base is individuals. A lot of the reasons people come to me is they're having trouble with communication and struggling to find ways to, to convey to their partners what they want and what they need and trying to figure it out for themselves, right? A lot of people, their main hurdle is that they can't tell their partners what they need in order to achieve orgasm or to receive the pleasure that they really want because they don't know how to articulate it themselves. You know, when we are solo pleasuring, we're kind of on autopilot and we're not necessarily paying too much attention to what exactly is going on. What side of your body feels you know, more of a sensation or how much pressure are you applying and things of that nature. So I sort of help people weed through all of those, those challenges and figure out how to communicate it to their partners. Ah, so if someone came to you with that problem and said, I don't know how to communicate this to my partner, because I don't really know what I like myself, what kind of, how would you coach them through that? One thing that I like to have people do to start is begin some sort of documentation. I hate to use the term journal because sometimes mm -hmm. in the wellness sector, people suggest journaling about everything. Journal what you eat, journal your mental health, journal your, your sexuality. Mm -hmm. So some sort of documentation <laughs> that can be, that can be a journal. If you are into that, I'm a person that loves journaling and has benefited greatly from it, but you can also begin to document like in your notes app, in your, in your phone, and just sort of jot down things that you experience when you're self-pleasuring, positive, negative, and otherwise, and begin to sort of notice patterns, notice what works for you and what doesn't. Document the good and the bad. Um, if you're not it's so much into journaling or digitally journaling in a notes app, voice record and sort of tell your future self <laughs> what your <laughs> present self is experiencing in sexual situations. Um, the other thing that I like to suggest is for people to listen to podcasts like this and listen to information about sex, about your, how your bodies work, about orgasms, because so much of um, the barrier that comes from, the, excuse me, so much of the barrier around experiencing pleasure and people really accessing pleasure the way that they, they deserve to and they should 
comes from a lack of normalization about mm-hmm. sex. It's something mm-hmm. we don't think about. We're not supposed to admit that we even enjoy sex, to be honest. <laughs> so if we have more things in our lives that help us normalize it and realize that other people are dealing with the things maybe we are challenged with as well, I think that can really, really help. I think it's really hard um, as women particularly, because I've said this to Paisley before, but um, I never spoke about like masturbating until I met Paisley. Like it was something that me and my friends would never, and even now we wouldn't talk about. I don't know. I feel like there's definitely still that association Mm -hmm. like that women don't Mm -hmm. masturbate. Absolutely. Yes. There's so many people that it's like, our pleasure, particularly for cis women, and if you're heterosexual, your pleasure isn't even for you. It's not yeah. for you to fully access. Mm-hmm. It's for someone else. And if you admit to enjoying sex by yourself, like, my God, like, call the church, like, burner at the stake. <laughs> you, you can't do it. You can't do that. And I was really, really fortunate to, you know, when I was in college, go to school some, with some really sex positive people. People because I was I was pretty sex positive for my generation at, at the time. This is like six years ago at this point. And we would talk about masturbation, but that was the first time that I ever discussed it with other women. And I was like 23 years old and was like, wow, okay, all of these women are insanely successful. They are well, well educated and getting their college degrees. And they also enjoy self-pleasure and sex. Like, wow, like, are we a bunch of dinosaurs or something? Like, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's the other thing that we can do to help us articulate what we need from our partners is practice talking about it with your friends, with your, with your mm-hmm. roommates, with your sisters, et cetera, et cetera, because it gives you that chance to try to articulate what it is that you need and articulate the things that are happening in your body. A lot of hesitation when it comes to communicating with our partners comes from a lack of practicing articulating. And then we kind of freeze up and get scared to say the wrong thing or misrepresent ourselves. Yeah. So I think it's super, super important to to talk to our friends about sex. A lot of times our friends are the only people that will hear, hear about the challenges that we're facing. We'll talk to our friends about sex before we'll talk to our partners. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as, you know, you're using that space as a time to practice before bringing your concerns yeah. to your partners. Well, I know a lot of our listeners to this podcast and Cosmo readers struggle to speak to their partners about what they want and how they want to be touched because they worry that they'll offend them or you know this their partner will be defensive or that they don't want to kind of inadvertently have a go at them while Mm -hmm. telling them what they want do you know what I mean do you have any kind of advice on how to broach the subject absolutely that is a in and it does it sort of spans across Uh, sexualities across genders, but mainly for folks that are in heterosexual situations, there is this hesitation to offer critique or offer direction. And it's all about protecting the male ego, right? It's all about Mm -hmm. protecting somebody else's masculinity. Like their masculinity is more important than your pleasure. And that simply is not true. And while I do understand that there's hesitation and there's fear, it's something that we have to do. Otherwise we'll never have healthy and happy sex lives. I always say the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So the way that you approach your partner about other challenges, about platonic situations, about non-sexual concerns, that should be the way that you approach 
sexual challenges and needs and desires. Never talk about it during sex. Never talk about it in the bedroom for the first time. I think it's very helpful to find a chill sort of low pressure environment to say, hey, so I've been thinking and I'm not having as intense of orgasms as I would like, or I'm not orgasming as frequently as I would like, or I want to have more oral sex. I want you to go down on me more. Having uh, having that conversation take place in a chill environment and not during sex or even in the bedroom if you all share a home, I, I think that can be a start. I like to um, utilize what's called the compliment sandwich. <laughs> so <laughs> offering a compliment first and then a critique and then another compliment. So for instance, okay. you could say, and this goes for everything, right? This is something that people use in like, leadership and work environments, like not just sex. Um, so if you're a manager somewhere, you can use this too, when you're offering critique to the people that you supervise. <laughs> um, so for instance, in a sexual situation, you could say something like, I really love how, hmm, let me think of something that's really good. I really love how adventurous you are in the bedroom. I love that you're so open to trying the things that I suggest. I really, however, I really wish we would spend a little bit more time on foreplay. I think it would really help me build build up my orgasm if we spent more time on foreplay. And when we are doing foreplay, I love the way you go down on me. The way you use your tongue is amazing. See how I did that? It's simple. Mm -hmm. A compliment sandwich. And it makes people (laughs) feel like there is, number one, it makes people feel like there is more good than bad. Mm -hmm. You lead with a compliment, so you open them up to the conversation, and then you close with a compliment, so the last thing on their mind is, okay, I'm doing well. There's one little thing I need to change, but overall, I'm doing great. And that's what everyone wants to hear. Um, But again, if, if you're with a partner and you find it hard to talk to them or they have an adverse reaction to your critique, maybe rethink that partnership. And I know that's easier said than done, but if you're with someone who wants to have sex with you and they don't prioritize your pleasure, meaning they don't want to listen to you when you offer a suggestion and they don't find it easy to talk about sex with you, that you may want to reevaluate that situation or encourage them to talk to someone else so that they can understand why it's so important to have these chats and have this conversation. Yeah, we always say like, if you can't have a conversation with the person you're having sex with, then maybe mm-hmm. like things are a bit <laughs> off course. Also, it's, so, right. it's so helpful for you as well, because I feel like often you'll have sex and you are thinking like, did I do a good job? Like, did they like mm-hmm. it? So by kind of um, talking to each other in that way, which also when you explained it seems mm-hmm. so revolutionary, which is ridiculous in a way. Um <laughs> You know exactly like what they like and what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of takes that worry out for you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There's a there is a saying that I picked up from another sex educator. Her name is Emily Morse. She's based in the US somewhere. But she always says that communication is lubrication. So the more you are able to communicate with your partner or partners about sex and tell them what you like and maybe what didn't work out so well, the better the sex is going to be for both of you. So it's really not just about, you know, you getting what you want or advocating for yourself. When you have a partner that will listen to you and respond well, you're going to trust them more and there's going to be more fluidity and more relaxation and more mutual benefits for 
everyone involved. So it's definitely worth overcoming a bit of feeling uncomfortable. Yes. And the first time you do it is going to be, is going to be scary. But I think once, once we have people, we have a positive reaction from the people we're talking to, the next conversation gets a little bit easier. Are there, what are the kind of the most common themes and issues um, people are experiencing with their orgasms and sex lives when they come to visit you? A lot of people, uh, other than communication, they struggle with feeling focused and present enough. A lot of people experience like mental inhibitors and mental inhibitions when it comes to partnered sex. So many people are like, oh, I can orgasm all day by myself. But once someone else is in the room, I have such a hard time focusing. And for that, there could be many reasons. There could be many factors. It could be a lack of trust with a person that you are with that prevents you from really letting go and settling into the moment. It could be stress outside of the relationship. It could be stress within the relationship that doesn't have anything to do with sex. It could be some body image issues. It could be a number of things. The society that we live in, unfortunately, we always have so much on our minds and it's hard to release that before we enter into a sexual situation. And it's hard to transition from you know, you're all day at work. Maybe you have children, you're making dinner, you're doing laundry, you're cleaning your house, you're worried about your parents. And then all of a sudden your partner gives you those bedroom eyes and they want to get to, they want to get down and dirty. And you're like, but I have so much going on in my head. How am I supposed to get into this body so that I can enjoy sex and be fully present for it? And yeah, that's a, that's a huge, huge hurdle. Um, the other thing is, a lot of people have sexual trauma that they are carrying into their bedrooms. And there is a huge misconception that if you have trauma or if you are a survivor, that you're never going to enjoy sex again. And that simply is not true. Survivors are totally allowed and entitled to as much pleasure as their bodies can handle. Um, but it's just about talking it through and getting the right resources so that you can access that space again mentally with and having a plan to handle triggers and handle different things that come up. Um, I think the last thing that a lot of people have trouble with is a lack of openness and adventure when it comes to sex. We kind of have this idea that sex is supposed to happen a certain way and only that way. Um, and there's a there's a lack of being able to stray from that narrative. I think that a lot of people benefit once they get over that and they can begin to bring things like toys into the bedroom. So I'm a brand ambassador for Candid, which is a line of gender inclusive sex toys. They're fabulous. They're having so some, they're so good. <laughs> having having something in the bedroom that you can reach for that can enhance the experience, switch it up, make it uh, make it a little less routine. I think helps keep things new and fresh and exciting. Even if you're a single person and you're having sex with multiple people having something sex can become very mundane even if you're having a if you're you know you're doing sexual exploration and you're having a series of partners having something that can switch it up and sort of freshen the experience i think can help you um access pleasure a lot better that sounds really fun i want to get off this podcast and get on with that immediately you, you <laughs> might as well i hope you have time after this for yourself i'm far too sweaty portia um 
I was thinking, like, I, wa- I wonder if a lot of your work is kind of helping people unlearn the myths and misconceptions about orgasms that we've been taught throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, are there some really harmful myths that contribute to our misunderstanding still? Absolutely. I think what we talked about toward the beginning of our conversation about, you know, women not wanting to talk about masturbation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Dating is one of them. I have a lot of clients and a lot of friends, even just people that I encounter that believe if you have a vulva, you can't orgasm. But in reality, you have an organ that no one else has that is meant for pleasure. The clitoris has between eight and 10,000 nerve endings. It's the only organ in the human body meant only for pleasure. So that myth is extremely harmful. There are people that go into marriages and have children that believe like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to feel good during sex, kind of, but I'm not supposed to orgasm. And that simply isn't true. Another super harmful myth is that you're supposed to orgasm via penetration. Mm-hmm. Though it can happen, around 73% of people with vulvas need clitoral stimulation in order to orgasm, meaning external stimulation, meaning not penetration. So people are walking around feeling broken, walking around feeling like something is wrong with their bodies because they're not having orgasms the way girls in movies and in, in porn do, which is via penetration. When reality, what do we know to be true? That's all fake. That's, they're not actually having orgasms. And that's not really the way that most people orgasm. Can penetration be great? Yeah. Is there a high likelihood that you are going to have an orgasm via penetration alone? No. Again, around 70, 73% of people need clitoral, direct clitoral stimulation. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a huge, huge myth. Do you get a lot of people coming to you saying that they haven't had an orgasm before? Yes, actually. Or they've had one and they're not able to have another one or they it's spotty and they don't know how to do it consistently. 
that is a huge, huge issue. A lot of it, what it comes down to is sort of twofold. It's not necessarily having a full understanding of their anatomy and trying to orgasm via penetration and not via, not trying other methods. So clitoral stimulation. And then the other myth, the other part is the mental aspect. And that, again, that struggle with being present, that struggle with letting go of stress so you can really be in the room. Sometimes it's multiple things. Sometimes it's two or three things at once. And sometimes it's only one of them. But a lot of people are, they're thinking they're inorgasmic, thinking they they literally can't have orgasms when really they're just not trying the right methods and they aren't being mindful, meaning focusing on the moment, focusing on what's happening in their bodies, focusing on their sensation, utilizing their breath, using sex toys that can really help speed up the process, um, and being with partners that they trust and prioritize their pleasure. So it's not all, you're not broken. It's not all doom and gloom. Like, Mm-mm. and also it is absolutely really common. Not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. A lot of people are challenged with that, but it's, it's okay. And it is a journey and it's being, having a hard time orgasming. We have to think of as a stage we are in and not our final destination. It's not forever. Is there such a thing as a G spot orgasm? Yes and no. So (laughs) um, recently we have just, I shouldn't say recently, but in the last few years, it's become more widely discussed that the clitoris is a much larger organ than we initially thought. A lot of us believe, including myself up until, you know, I started getting more training that the, the little pea sized nub on the outside of the vulva is all there is to the clitoris. But in reality, the clitoris is shaped like a wishbone. And what we see poking out is the tip of the iceberg. There is much, much more to the organ than just that spot. So the G spot is real. However, it's not a separate organ um, the way that we previously thought. The G spot is simply the backside of the clitoris. And if you ever had the the opportunity to reach inside, um, so if you're laying on your stomach, if you are to press your hands inside your vagina about two inches in and sort of do that come hither motion everyone always talks about, you'll feel the back of it. And then if you reach around and touch your clitoris, you'll definitely feel that connection. You can actually feel that it's all one organ. Um, the, the clitoris also has legs that extend and straddle either side of the vagina. It can be, which from tip to the end of the legs can be up to five inches long. So the clitoris is actually an enormous organ. We think it's this tiny little, you know, pea sized nub on the outside, but it's actually, it can actually be up to five inches inside. So if you are someone that really enjoys internal stimulation over direct clitoral stimulation, it's because you you like the feeling of that indirect stimulation of the back of the clitoris, which we know to be the G-spot. And yes, you can orgasm that way, absolutely. It's absolutely possible and real, um, but just do so knowing that it's not a separate organ. It's all a part of the same piece of anatomy. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> it's just like, sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. I, was just, I was literally just imagining laying on my stomach, fingering myself, so thank you. Um, You're welcome. I do want to say, because this is something you talk about a lot on your Instagram as well, Portia, like as much as 
we want to talk about orgasms and women and people with vulvas having better orgasms and more orgasms, more, more orgasms, more orgasms, more, yes. more <laughs> orgasms. Um, it's also kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because you say the conversation is almost going too far that way and we're not focusing on the right thing. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I, as I talk to people, and it's particularly people with vulvas, we are trying to have more orgasms and, and in some cases we're succeeding, but there's still a lack of satisfaction. And a, a lot of my clients will say, I have great sex, I think, I'm having orgasms, but I still feel like I'm missing something. I still get up and I feel like I'm not satisfied. And a lot of that has to do with being really goal-oriented during sex. And even during solo play, during your pleasure practice, self-pleasure practices, being really goal-oriented. I know for me, I even with COVID and even as things have slowed down, I live a really busy life. I'm I find myself a couple times a day, or excuse me, a couple times a week. I don't have that much time, but a couple times a week <laughs> reaching for my favorite toys and like trying to get one out really quickly so I can get that relief <laughs> and get back to the next, the next thing I have to do. And though I've had a, an orgasm, sometimes I still feel really unsatisfied because when it comes to sex, when it comes to solo play, it's not just about the orgasm. It's about the entire experience. It's about accessing pleasure. I don't know about you all, but I have had really unfulfilling sexual experiences that included orgasm. And I've also had really, really super satisfying sexual experiences that did not include orgasm. So when we, when we talk about pleasure, when we talk about having good sex, so often we think about, oh, it means everyone involved has this massive orgasm. And that's not necessarily always the goal. Some And sometimes when we do that, we lack intimacy, right? Like mm-hmm. a huge complaint that people have is like, yeah, my partner knows exactly how to get me off, but there's no intimacy. There's no eye contact. There's no kissing. There is no pleasure. It's all, it becomes super goal oriented and we miss out on the, the joy of the journey when we have sex that way. And the reason that, um, sex has become so orgasm centric is because the pleasure gap exists or the orgasm gap as we call it in the UK. I don't know who refer to it as that. Could you just, for anyone who doesn't know, just briefly explain what that is? Yeah. Essentially it's the idea that in heterosexual situations, women are far less likely about half as likely to orgasm as their male counterparts. So men are experiencing orgasm up to 90% of the time. And women are quite frankly, are not like not even half that rate. Right. So there's a gap there. And there's also a gap when it comes to that experience versus the experience of queer people, queer vulva having people, if you are in involved, if you're in a lesbian relationship or a queer relationship where both people have vulvas, you're likely to experience orgasm up to 80% of the time. So there's a huge pleasure gap because if you're in a relationship with someone with a penis, the way you have sex is very different than if you are having sex with someone else who has a vulva. Number one, there's not a refractory period. Men have what's known as a refractory period up to 20 minutes. 
Um, so after they orgasm, they can't get an erection again. If both people have vulvas, there's not really a time limit um, on when, <laughs> you could when, go on forever. <laughs> yeah, you could go on forever. And there's, there is a different understanding and prioritization of pleasure versus just an orgasm, right? Because mm -hmm. when we have sex in heterosexual situations, there is an expectation that this is going to be done when, when the man has an orgasm or when the person with a penis has an orgasm and then sex is over. When in reality, we should really do away with that logic and do away with that mentality because sex is not just penetration. It is an entire, you know, umbrella term for different acts and positions and ways to experience pleasure. And by and large, when there's sex between two people with vulvas, unless there's something like a strap on or a dildo or some sort of toy in place, there's not as much of a focus on penetration. So there's more play and more stimulation in other areas of the body and more focus on pleasure and therefore a higher likelihood of orgasm. Do you think that um, straight couples or cisgendered male, female couples could learn a lot from the way queer people have sex potentially. I'm obviously saying this as a queer person who thinks they can. <laughs> would, you agree, <laughs> you know, would you agree I, with that? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm queer as well. I, I have had sex with people of many genders and both sexes. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of the cis men that I've engaged with could learn a lot from the <laughs> cis women that I have also engaged with. There is, um, a lot of focus on the penis <laughs> during heterosexual <laughs> sex. There's a lot of, and the penis is a, I love, I love dicks. Like they're wonderful <laughs> organs. They're amazing. And like, they're great. I love everything about them, but they're really, really selfish. And they want to be the center of attention all of the time. <laughs> and it's like, there's the, there's a whole other set of erogenous zones that deserve attention as well. And I think when you take the penis out of the equation or out of the bedroom, those other erogenous zones get to shine and they get attention. And I think that there's a different, um, what's the word I'm looking, looking for? There's a different interpretation of time as well, mm. right? The average heterosexual couple has sex for about eight and a half minutes. Let me tell you, that's wow. not really enough time, you know, and while that's normal and that's fine. And that includes, that includes foreplay and penetration. If we could change that a little bit, I, I think people would feel a lot more pleasure if there was maybe five minutes of penetration, but then 10 to 20 minutes of other forms of play, then there we would see that pleasure gap sort of evening out because it's not, it's only that short because let's face it, most people can only sustain an erection for so long, which is fine, which is normal. That's completely okay. But the fact that we equate the end of sex with the end of the erection is where the problem comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see. <laughs> very, a very a very knowing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes like, um, sex with men mm. we, had some, <laughs> we had some questions from our readers um can i put some of them to you um of kind course. of just basically asking your advice so we had a lot on the penetrative um sex angle and say so a lot of people as you were just saying there have never orgasmed from it is that something that they could work towards or is what you said before actually a better way to try that where you don't just focus on the p and the v 
So yes and no. There are people that can absolutely have orgasms via penetration. Again, because the the clitoris is so large and the legs of it straddle the vagina, right? So there's stimulation there that is clitoral internally, if that makes any sense. If you want to work to achieve that, I would recommend... Number one, finding a way for your partner to maybe last a little bit longer than they do. So that could be, that could mean utilizing a cock ring or some sort of, you know, they have all kinds of numbing sprays and stuff now that you can reach for to help them sustain their erections a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And otherwise try to, try to use more than one form of stimulation. So whether you're by yourself or you're with a partner, maybe try to do internal stimulation and external stimulation at the same time. So if you are with a partner, maybe let's say you try doggy style, right? And they are penetrating you from behind and you use a hand or maybe a toy to externally stimulate yourself at the same time. So that way, technically, you could have a blended orgasm. You could experience more intense pleasure because you are experiencing an internal and external orgasm at the same time. Um, I know with Candid, one of the toys that they have is called the Wild One. It's sort of a ribbed uh, rabbit style toy. So it has both the the curved internal stimulator and also an external stimulation to, st- stimulator. So you can experience both sensations at the same time. So I would recommend something like that and then begin to sort of work your way toward only a penetrative orgasm or an internal orgasm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know which way I like to orgasm and I'm an external simulation kind of girl and I don't feel the need to stray from that because it's what works for me. But if there are people that want to be able to have a G-spot orgasm or just through penetration or just through clitoral simulation, I don't see anything wrong with people wanting to reach for those different forms of pleasure. So yeah, engage in whatever way you see fit. Um, what tips beyond relaxing if you struggle to orgasm? Mm, I say um, definitely learn some Kegel exercises and begin to implement them in your day-to-day. Essentially, an orgasm is a series of involuntary contractions in your in your vaginal canal and, and throughout your pelvic floor. So if you can begin to train those muscles and strengthen them, the potential to have an orgasm will be stronger. Um, it kind of goes with orgasming, but pairing Kegel exercises. So those contractions with your breath during sex or during solo play can also help encourage your body to build toward those involuntary contractions. So pairing the relaxation with breathing and focusing on your breath and sensation with the Kegel sort of pelvic floor contractions will help what's the word I'm looking for, will help encourage your body to produce an orgasm. We got there. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah. sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so how can you actually tell if you have had an orgasm? Yeah, so again, a lot of people will describe their orgasms in various ways. One of the telltales is feeling that involuntary contraction and feeling your muscles sort of swell in and out towards each other without your own doing. Um, For some people, that's part of it. For some people, there's an increase in lubrication. So after you have this sensation, um, you reach down and feel yourself. If there's a lot of lubrication, that may be a sign. I hate when people say, 
you know, if you've had an orgasm, you would know because it's not necessarily that cut and dry. Um, a lot of people describe it as a warm sensation starting in their vulva and sort of expanding towards other parts of their body. Um, but it really is about knowing yourself and knowing how your body normally performs during sex and normally performs during solo play and noticing when something different happens. Um, someone asked that they're scared of orgasms because it feels like they need to pee. Um, and they asked, is that normal? So sometimes what is happening is, so short answer, yes, that is normal because there's an increased stimulation on the part of your body where you actually urinate from. There are two glands on either side of your urethra called the Skeen's gland, S-K-E-N-E apostrophe S. It's named after the person that discovered them. And those glands are responsible for squirting, what we know as squirting. And because they are periurethral glands, um, there is a connection to the bladder. Now, I'm getting off topic here, but I might as well finish explaining. (laughs) Um, A lot of people will ask the question, if I'm squirting, am I peeing? There is trace amounts of urine, but that ejaculation fluid is its own unique fluid, just like the semen is a unique fluid, even though it comes out of the urethra, right? Um, So it's normal to feel like you're going to urinate. It's normal to feel like you're going to pee. A lot of times you're not going to pee. You're just going to be very lubricated or you may squirt. So I say lean into it, bear down just a little bit. And that may actually be what you need in order to experience orgasm is that sort of surrender and sort of pressing into that sensation. Um, yeah, I think once you get over, maybe do it in a space, like in a bathtub or something like that, where if you do release fluid of any kind, it's not a disaster because if you do squirt in your bed, it can be kind of, it can be kind of messy to be honest. Um, so once you get over that and you see what actually happens, whether you're actually urinating or not, or actually releasing fluid or not, I think you'll feel a lot more comfortable move, moving forward. Oh, I feel that was so technical as well. I know. Um, I love it. <laughs> and if, um, if people want to find you, how, how do they go about that Portia? Not in a weird sure. way. Sure. Digitally on the internet, right? So yeah. I am Froetic Sexology on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, if people want to schedule time to talk with me and schedule coaching calls, you can find me and schedule that time at froeticsexology.com. I'm also brand ambassador for Candid, so I answer questions on their Instagram, and that's Candid with a K. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a plethora of ways to find me. I'm no stranger to Instagram. So come and chat with me. <laughs> I'm going to come and chat with you afterwards. Um, you I love this for half an hour. <laughs> You've got more questions. <laughs> I'm like a man with a penis. We always there's no do stopping me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta really be the center thing. of attention. Always. Well, thank you so much. That was really great. Thank you. Thank Portia. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Don't. Why am I such a cliche? You're going to go, oh, I loved Portia. That was fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? No, no. Of course, even if if you were right, I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) I was going to say, doesn't she have a lovely voice? Yeah. She'd be good for the audio porn, actually. She probably does it. Oh, if not, I might ask her to record me a few episodes. Um, But she was so knowledgeable. Um, Yeah. 
it just honestly it was like am i talking to a doctor am i talking to an <laughs> orgasm coach why She's do i not know any everything. of this <laughs> well that's the thing we, we don't know it and we'd have such better sex and orgasms if we did so good bloody thing that we've had her on the podcast yeah i particularly loved her way of um talking about it like as in you don't have to talk about it just when you're like having mm. sex before or after like you can just have it as one of your conversations which I don't know why that seems like such an alien concept to me, but when she said it, um, the compliment sandwich, I was yeah. like, actually, that would be really helpful for both parties. Of course it would. Because, yeah, like you said, you want to know that you're doing good too. You, like, why are we all just kind of stabbing in the dark, wondering how we're getting on? Like, Stabbing in the dark. <laughs> um, Sorry. I don't know. I personally... <laughs> 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 Elsie. I'm sorry. Well, that was hilarious. Well, great. It was fun. really good, yeah. Um, so, similar <laughs> of the story. Talk about it. Do a compliment sandwich. Focus on the clip. Yeah, and don't worry. I, I feel like, yeah, so if you can't orgasm or you struggle to from penetrative, I have to say it that slowly, <laughs> maybe just like don't keep worrying about it and just go with what feels good. Mm-hmm. Love that. Less about my job. Less about the penis. Oh, you know I'm on board with that. Um, All right then. You want to start? This brings us to the end of Cosmopolitan's. (laughs) What's it called? All the way with. (laughs) Only episode twenty nine, (laughs) guys. Thanks to Portia for joining us and to you all for listening. And if you have any questions, please message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitan's All The Way With was recorded by Number 8 Studios and is available to download on Acast, iTunes and all the usual podcast apps. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.